Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Montana. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. If you're watching on TV, you see Krista Redpath here as well, a renewal of one of our favorite segments, and we're expanding it a little bit for you this year. It's around the big sky and women's hoops. Krista will join us each and every Thursday from 4 to 5 here on ESPN Radio. So very excited for that. A lot to get to today and uh, throughout the rest of the week. It's been an incredibly busy week because I'm trying to get on a plane to go to Texas tomorrow. I'm praying it stops snowing. I want to ski when I get back, but I want to get there first. Montana State, the story of the year in the state of Montana. They go to the FCS National Championship, and they take on the juggernaut, North Dakota State, gunning for their ninth national title in the last 10 seasons. MSU into the title game 
for the first time in 37 years because tomorrow's show features exclusively talk about that game. We're going to hear from Brent Vegan, Montana State head coach, Matt Entz, North Dakota State head coach, Troy Anderson and Tommy Mallott, a couple of the star players for the Montana State Bobcats, Brooks Nuanas to break down all the action as we see it might play out, and Dan Davies, a a resource like no other, a guy who's been at Montana State for almost 50 years, played for the 76 National Championship team at MSU, coached for the 1984 National Championship team, and uh, he's been an athletic administrator for more than three decades, also working as a radio broadcaster for the duration of that time as well. So we'll have all sorts of uh, talking points about that game tomorrow. So then today that means we're not going to talk that much about the game. We do have a one little piece of discussion, uh, just a carryover from our lead segment yesterday as we were sort of diagnosing all the reasons that North Dakota State has been so good. Um, I got a little soundbite from Brent Vegan, Montana State head coach, about that because he was at NDSU for the better part of 20 years before then going to Wyoming with Craig Bull and now returning in his first year as the head coach uh, for the Bobcats. But other than that, we're talking a lot of hoops today, including a whole bunch of women's hoops off the top here for the first hour. We're also going to hear from Montana head basketball coach Travis DeKeer uh, in the second hour. And, of course, since it's a Thursday... Our good friend Carolyn's going to swing by to take us around the wide world of sports. A pretty rich discussion about Aaron Rodgers and the MVP vote that was not and uh, some of the controversy behind all that. I think you're actually going to be surprised by what my opinion of all that is. Uh, but, you know, as Carolyn said, Antonio Brown ended up last Sunday half naked on the football field and Aaron Rodgers got into a beef with a reporter over an MVP vote. Neither one of those are her tool of the week. Instead, she has an even bigger tool of the week this week. So uh, a new addition to Nuana is now within the scope of Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports. And uh, it's always pretty funny when Carolyn swings by. If you want to watch or listen to the show somewhere besides ESPN Radio, you can always stream the show on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. SWX works for you for the video element, or you can head over to our YouTube channel as well. Of course, we're broadcasting to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. It's snowy outside, so if you're driving, be safe, be careful. It's not worth the rush, I promise you. If you're new to town, if you're uh, from an out-of-state uh, residence and now you're living here, welcome to Montana. I've been telling people there's been this has been mild winters the last couple of years. We needed a big one. We needed to show all the out-of-state people what Montana weather and what Montana winter is really like. But it's, it's rolling right now. So if you're in the market for a new truck... Go check out Northwest Motorsport. They're new to Montana, new to Missoula. They boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can check out that entire inventory at nwmsrocks.com. Krista, thank you so much for being here. It's so wonderful to see you. Coulter, it's wonderful to see you too. I'm glad to be back on air. We sort of uh, launched this segment last year, and it was a very successful one. And so for those unfamiliar, it's very self-explanatory. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops is talking Big Sky Conference women's basketball. And uh, there's a lot of excitement both in the state and around the Big Sky um, because of so many different things. But mostly a new head coach at Montana, that's always an intriguing thing. Trisha Binford, who, by the way, will join us here in about uh, half an hour, Montana State's women's basketball coach. She's now the longest tenured coach in the league, which is so crazy to think about, you know, with with some of the tenures we've seen in, in the Big Sky, like Robin Selvig, 38 years of Montana. 
Wendy Schuler, 20 years at Eastern Washington. Well, now Coach Ben in year 17, she's the longest tenured coach in the league. But then the most intriguing part of the women's league to me this year, I've never seen this in any league, in any sport that I've covered in my 16 years as a journalist. There's five, five new coaches in one league. We had Brian Holzinger, the new head coach for the Lady Grizz, on earlier this week, and we've had him on three times. Not once has he been preparing for a team that doesn't have a new head coach when he's on this show. It was pre-Sac State, you know, coming out of uh, and now, now heading into tonight's game against Eastern Washington. It's crazy to have many new head coaches, but I think that that makes uh, this league and this segment for this year very intriguing, very interesting. It really is because you look at Coach Binford, you're right, in year 17, and then you have Coach Soboleski and Coach Newley at 14, and then you jump to Coach Payne in her fifth. Right. And from there, Valeda... Uh, Harris, Harris at, at, at Weber State. Weber State yep. at four, and then from there it just trickles down to new coaches. So obviously new looks all around the Big Sky. Before we get into uh, the Big Sky Conference, though, you are a Great Falls native. I know you're proud Montanan. And uh, one of the biggest debates we've had going on around here for the last couple weeks is, as we know, the rivalry between Montana and Montana State is an incredibly fierce one. And as we know, so many of our listeners are on one side of that rivalry or the other. The rhetorical question that has existed throughout the football universe in this state forever is, would you rather beat your rival or win a national championship? And it's never been a, a, it's always been a rhetorical question, never reality. So we've been talking about this dynamic for a really long time because Montana State, they lost the rivalry game in football on November 20th to Montana. Now they play for the national championship on Saturday. So the, the scenario is already a reality. It's, it's, I guess if the Bobcats win, it'll even emphasize it. But I've been telling anybody and everybody around the state of Montana that regardless of if you are a huge Grizz fan and, and you just can't stand the Bobcats, this is an unbelievably cool story for the state of Montana. And so therefore, like I've been emphasizing for the last couple weeks, because we're trying to keep it as positive as possible around here, it's okay to have great pride in Montana State and the, the boys from Montana that are playing on that team. It doesn't mean you have to like the Bobcats. I'm just trying to tell people, let's take the positive angle of this. But, I mean, you're from Montana, so what's your perspective on this? You must, in certain ways, think this is pretty cool. Well, I absolutely do. How can you not get behind touchdown Tommy? Right? I, I absolutely I, I think, think our, he's phenomenal. I think our boss here was a little broadcasting, who's a Grizz alum, and she loves Montana. She's, she loves him. She texts yes. me every time she sees him on TV. I love Tommy Malat, she says, every time. I love it. And I know that he has an emotional connection with our state. And when you look at Butte, Montana, and you can get behind a kid like that. And I, first of all, going back to this season, I would argue that Montana State losing to the Grizz set them up for where they're at now. It was probably the most pivotal part of their season, Coulter. And I think that it really spearheaded their run. Um, that's just my opinion. It is. I'll leave the football experts, all of you, to give me the commentary. Um, but I do think that looking back there, I mean, I think obviously you love to win the rivalry game, but a national championship. So your rhetorical question <laughs> I had right. to like, right. bring it up. The other thing I always uh, have said to the, the Grizz supporters uh, for the last couple of weeks as well is that uh, even if you do, you are a little salty about Montana State being there. I also think it's a good thing for the Grizz because at first it's good for the Big Sky Conference. It's also revelatory for how close Montana is, too. I mean, if you can lay it on a team that is playing for the national championship, you're right there, too. And I've said all along this entire season, I thought two of the five best teams in the country were right here in the state of Montana, and that played out with the way that the seasons went and the way that the playoffs went as well. So uh, it's very cool, very fun for uh, the state of Montana as a whole. And, uh, 
you know, just all of the different elements from the fact that the star player for the Bobcats is from Dillon, Montana, and the quarterback is this fresh-faced kid from Butte. I mean, it just it just goes on and on and on, but it, it is it is something that we all should be proud of. You hear about Tommy being mentioned as the next, next Dave Dickinson in our state, and you look at how much Dave was loved and oh, yeah. admired in the state, and I was a freshman when he won the national championship in 1995, so I was a part of that run to watch the Grizz win a national championship, be a part of that, and then also after I graduated the 2001 team, so I went to school during a real amazing time for Grizzly football. And to see that over at Montana State, you can't help but get excited for them. And you might not be able to say go Cats if you're a former Lady Grizz, but I've been doing this long enough, Coulter, to know that it's really great for the Big Sky Conference. It absolutely is. And it'll, it'll have effect on, on almost every element of this state and the dynamic of higher education in this state. And uh, so it's been a fun, fun couple weeks watching uh, just the runs that these teams have been on and the travel we've been able to embark upon. And uh, now how fitting, especially for the Montana State faithful, that they get one last shot at North Dakota State. They've eliminated the Bobcats from the playoffs each of the last two times, each of the last two fall seasons, 2018 and 2019. And now uh, Troy Anderson and the company, they got one last chance to slay Goliath. And uh, it's going to be fun to take all the action in less than 48 hours uh, from now in Frisco, Texas. Let's dive into it. It's Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath. Krista in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. It's ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. And this is going to be fun, too. We have all sorts of different uh, businesses and uh, local people in this community that are supporting this segment this year. So each and every week, we're going to have a different presenting sponsor. Today's presenting sponsor for Around the Big Sky in Women's Hoops is Payne West Insurance. This is pretty cool. Last year, Payne West Insurance, they provided over $1 million in donations and sponsorships throughout our Montana communities. The company also believes in volunteering, so they provide each and every one of their full-time uh, workers 30 hours of paid volunteer time. So they can go out in the community and volunteer their time and uh, not have to miss work that day, still get paid by Payne West. So very cool. If you want uh, any and all of your insurance questions answered, no matter what you're in the market for insurance-wise, you can always call the Payne West office here in Missoula or throughout any of the other Payne West offices in the state of Montana, or you can visit www.paynewest.com. Krista, I have intentionally uh, not monitored the non-conference of the Big Sky as much as I usually do because I knew that you would have a beat on it, and also I thought it would make our conversations even uh, more authentic. But dived into it this last couple of weeks just because conference is back underway. So before we get into some of the standings and uh, some of the the uh, individual performances, is there anything that struck you so far early on in the Big Sky? Any, any key storylines, or, or I guess even just dominant dynamics that have existed here uh, through the non-conference and into the first couple games of conference play? Well, I think anytime you have this many new coaches, there's emergence of different players, right, Coulter? Because we don't know exactly what these coaches are going to bring to the forefront. And they might actually have good synergy with players that were left over from other coaching staffs that maybe they ignited something that, I mean, we're seeing that at Montana. I mean, it's, it's fascinating how that all works, right? I mean, that's one of the key storylines for the Bobcat football team we were just talking about as well. I mean, in certain ways, Brett Vegan is the best thing that ever happened to Montana State. So it is so interesting to me when young people respond so well to sort of a new voice. Right. I think early on, I've been impressed with Northern Arizona. I'm going to give some kudos to Coach Payne. They had a big win against UNLV, which actually two years in a row they've beat at UNLV. Um, but I really like the way they look, and I watched their game last week at Idaho, Coulter, and I was just so impressed playing with seven players due to COVID protocol, which, you know, that's going to get to be a tiring 
continual conversation that we're going to be having, but it will affect teams this year. But watching Coach Payne's squad and looking at the return of Lauren Orndoff and Nina Radford um, has just been huge. You know, Lauren Orndoff sat last year, um, had some a, a lung issue that she sat. Sure. It's been out in the open about that, and she's had some medical issues. Nina Radford knee injury and those two coming back into the starting lineup with Kyrika Rashid and looking at Reagan Skank who is the leading assist leader in the big sky with 66 right now just watching that team dynamic I think that they're a team that maybe last year at the end of the season you'd put them in the middle sure with the emergence that I see early on in the big sky conference they're definitely a player well that's absolutely true and, and I thought that I talked to Travis Dekir, uh, and we'll hear from Coach Dekir about 5.30 here uh, on Nuanas now. And we were talking just sort of off the record about uh, last season, and he, he was like, man, I, I got to tell you, I- I've sort of just taken that whole year and a half in my mind and like putting it in a different corner of my brain because it's just everything about it was so strange. We talked on this segment frequently about how NAU coming into last year we thought was going to be uh, a-, a real contender and they were fine, but there was just something missing. There was like a gusto missing from them. And I think so much of that, though, is the state of affairs that has nothing to do with basketball. And you just mentioned all the adversity that they went through from a personnel standpoint. But I think that that's sort of part of the storylines coming out of last year and coming into this year is that last year, I think that uh, there were so many different factors that people aren't going to have to deal with ever again that really impacted just the mentality of these teams. Right. I absolutely agree with you. And so I think you, you take a look at NAU and they they have um, a fair, not a fairly deep roster, but it, it just seems that they've got quite a few weapons that they can draw off of. And I just look to them to be a real player. But also we got to talk about Southern Utah. Sure. Well. Southern Utah right now in first place in the big sky. Just, just a couple games in. We're three games in, three or four games in, depending on um, various cancellations, reschedulings, postponements, all that stuff. But right now, Southern Utah and Northern Arizona are the two teams without a loss in the Big Sky Conference standings. Each of them sit at 3-0 atop the league. Well, I take a look at, at Southern Utah, and I immediately am drawn to Lizzie Williamson, who 6'5", sophomore. 6'5", is a, is a rare I, height in the Big Sky Conference. It's really interesting because we haven't had a lot of size, true center size. True. 6'5". I look back at 2019, the Portland State team, uh, Courtney West, sure. she was six four. Yep. Um, and though she was Ashley a dominant Bolson player. was a six two two guard basically. Yes. Right, but six five Coulter that puts you in a different avenue. And uh, last year um, she sat, and the year before she actually went to Utah State her first year. Sure. Um, and then she transferred to Southern Utah, and she wasn't really in the mix right away. Mm-hmm. She didn't actually emerge into the starting lineup until Game Seven. She played five minutes, seven minutes, thirteen minutes in her first few games, and now she's a leading scorer. 11.3 points, 6.1 rebounds. So to me, her play has really forced them um, to take a look at their inside game. And then they also have Charita Doherty, who I mentioned right away out of the shoot that she could have easily been a preseason nod. And I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been at the least bit surprised. So she's another player that I think, you know, she's second in the team for scoring, 11 points, but also six rebounds a game. This team is a strong rebounding team. That's what Southern Utah brings to the fold. And I really like the way they take care of the ball. And I haven't watched them play as much, but as the season uh, progresses, I will. But I'm very impressed with their team so far. And Tracy Saunders has done a great job at Southern Utah. And I think that it's so interesting, though, when you see teams sort of turn over and get the full identity of their head coach. 
because when Tracy Saunders first took this job, she did have a couple players that you'd be foolish to not play through, including Rebecca Cardenas, who's one of my favorite players that's been in the league for the last couple years. But Cardenas was so scrappy. I mean, she's she, you talk about Williamson being so tall. Cardenas is like the shortest player in the league, but she was the fiercest player in the league as well. Such a good competitor, but she sort of defined their identity. Do they have a new identity now? I mean, do you see sort of a shift in the style that they want to play now that they don't necessarily have some of the the, the remaining players that, that Saunders had when she took over that job? Well, you mentioned that Sanders this is in her fourth year. And first of all, I'll be sad to see them leave the big sky. So we're not going to yeah. be talking about them too much longer on the show after this year. However, I look at her finding her voice as a coach and finding her stability with her program and what she's asking of players and them settling into that. So I don't know if I necessarily see a change of identity. I think she's always been a tough-nosed coach that believes in rebounding, taking care of the ball, execution, but I just see these players just comfortably sitting in or fitting into her system. Around the Big Scan Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath presented today by Payne West Insurance. The other real surprise here is is Weber State because Weber State, uh, Montana and Montana State, people that are listening to this show, you are well aware that Weber State swept the Montana schools last week. They were in Ogden. Both games were played in Ogden. But that sweep of the Montana schools, first of all, that has to be the first time in a long time Weber State's done that. But they're now 3-1 and one in Big Sky Conference play, and they're 7-6 and six overall. And this is um, really, really impressive because – when Weber State and Beth Ann Ord split ways and Beth Ann Ord took the job at Binghamton, Weber was coming off back-to-back 21 seasons, which was an, a, a gigantic resurgence from the sort of the, the rock bottom that they had hit. They lost something like 40-plus conference games in a row, and Beth Ann Ord rebuilt that thing. Well, then they had to sort of bottom out again uh, under Coach Harris, and they only won 12 games the last three years, including only six the last two years combined. Just a two-win season last year. They turned the ball over more than any team I've ever seen in Division I college basketball last year. That They just literally couldn't even get into their offense because they would commit so many turnovers. So to have that much growth, I mean, they've already surpassed. This is only the first week of January. They've already surpassed their win total in league play from a year ago. So Vlad Harris is doing a great job. What has she done, though, to sort of turn the corner? How has Weber improved so much? Well, she stayed the course because she's got four players averaging in double figures right now, three juniors and one senior. So it isn't this freshman celebrity that's come in and set the tone for Weber State. It's hard-nosed, grinding basketball, and they just got it done against both both of the Montana teams. I will say, Quilter, um, Montana, Montana State, somewhat down with the loss of Sophia Stiles and Darian White for one of those games. And also, you lose one for one game, it changes the entire look for your teams, especially with those two pivotal players. So I will say I don't think the Montana schools were firing on all cylinders. So it'll be interesting to see Weber State and how they progress through the year. But I take a look at Darren Hancock, Jaden Matthews, Corey Penser, and Emma Torbert, and I am so impressed the four of those players right now, you know, three of them are averaging over seven rebounds a game as well. So in addition to being in double figures for points, they're also crashing the glass and they're just competing. When have they had four players that have averaged in double figures? I can't even remember the last year, not even when Beth Ann was there. For sure. A- absolutely. And I think that what you just mentioned too about um, Sophia Styles as well as Darian White missing some time early on, to me, that's been another one of the defining storylines here. The first couple months of the season has been, not only the missing time for a variety of reasons, which we're not going to get into the details of most of them, as everybody already knows, it's a, it's a muddy time. But 
it's not just that there's been a lot of players that have been out. There's been a lot of really good players that have been out. I mean, you could argue that Darren White, Sophia Styles, Diaba Canate at Idaho State, Dora Goles at Idaho State. I mean, those are four all-league caliber players, four of the best players in the league. And I know everybody else has had people in and out of the lineup as well. So that's sort of been another uh, defining characteristic. So I do expect once teams start to get more healthy and more fluid and we sort of get into the flow of conference play, I actually think that almost everybody in the league has a chance to make a little bit of a jump because you just have a little bit more continuity moving forward. Right. And you look at Idaho State, you can't not have a conversation about the top of the league without Idaho State being in the mix. Diaba suffers a knee injury. She's coming back slowly. She didn't start against Montana. Coach Soboleski even alluded to the mental side of it. Coming back after a knee injury, I know I blew my knee twice. Right. I understand that mental side of it. But also not having Dora out there. Dora Golish is an absolute leader and a tremendous guard. And not having her has changed Idaho State. But yet, Coulter, they're still 3-1. and one. They've managed to find a way to win. You know, you go down their roster, you know how much I love Kelly Bourne. Yep. I, I thought Kelly Bourne was a first-team All-League player. I was blown away when Kelly Bourne did not get any sort of All-Big Sky honors last year. Well, my picks were Beyonce, who I still adore. I actually think she's awesome. I hope that Idaho can figure things out. Darian White, and then the entire starting five for Idaho State. So, a Steffi Orr's having an incredible year. Montana, Ultergee, Ellie Smith. I mean, the list just goes on. So, you also have to put them in the mix when you're talking about teams that are on the top tier of the Big Sky Conference. Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath. You're on Nuanas Now. It's ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I hear that there's a... Uh, a charter flight leaving Bozeman right now that somehow got the pilots to stream our show. So very cool. Uh, Montana State women's basketball uh, head coach Trisha Binford going to join us here in about mm, 10 minutes. So, Krista, before we get just a couple more notes on the, the Montana schools, but before I ask you that, I want to ask you sort of a broad question here. Idaho State is the defending Big Sky Conference champions. They made it to the tournament a year ago, and they showed well against Kentucky. It was, it was a tough draw because Kentucky had like two WNBA players on their team. But I don't say competed in that game. They showed pretty well for the Big Sky Cowards. But you yourself, you played for the Lady Grizz in the late 1990s, and you were on multiple championship teams. One of the most fascinating dynamics in sports is almost every coach and player will tell you the only thing harder than winning a championship is winning another championship when you are the defending champions. Competing when you are getting everybody else's best shot is is uh, it's difficult. And also just having all the noise and the external expectations. I mean, Idaho State basically said, hey, we're going to run it back. You mentioned all those awesome players. Every single one of those young ladies decided to come back for another year under Seton Sobolewski. So uh, from your perspective, both as a player and somebody that's watched this now uh, for a long time, what is the most difficult part for defending champions if they do want to sort of maintain that spot atop a league? Well, you're right. I mean, there is pressure there. I was able to go to four NCAA tournaments, so I won four championships. I don't like to sit there and, and scratch my own back, but it, you do have something to say where there is a target on your back. No after question. You, after you win a championship. I look at a team like Idaho State, it's not always pretty. We know this, right? They, they live and die by their defense, so they'll be there, Coulter. They'll be there in every game. Um, but you do have to deal with the highs and the lows. And I've watched Coach Soboleski and his comments and interviews, and he said it's just been a weird year. It was totally. actually his quote, totally. weird year totally. so far um, with injuries and players in and out of the starting lineup. I just think with this, the style of play and the veteran leaders that Idaho State has, that they'll be right in the mix. And there's some hungry teams, but I do think it's going to be difficult for them to chase. It's not going to be a given for them to win a championship this year. Trisha Bedford, Montana State head women's basketball coach, can join us here in about 10 minutes. So let's talk about the Bobcats quickly. Uh, they were one of the feel-good stories of the league a year ago. 
They finished in the top three, made it, uh, made it to the semifinals of the tournament, ended up losing to a really good Idaho team in those semifinals. Uh, but you couldn't help but think the fact that they had the youngest roster in the United States of America, that the future was so bright for this squad. And I, I think that it still is, but I also think that it's hard to say that someone that was a uh, an all-league performer and uh, an unquestioned leader on her team was somehow underrated, but I still think that Tori Martell was incredibly underrated because you watch what Montana State continues to do offensively, and I watch them, and they look almost identical to they did to what they did a year ago, except they don't have the shooter that can stretch the floor. And I think I think it's as simple for them as they just they don't have that one piece that they had a year ago when they had the best shooter in the league in Tori Martell. She hit 211 triples in her outstanding career at Montana State. I mean, one of the top 10 totals of Big Sky Conference history. I don't even tweet that much. I need to get better at it, Coulter. <laughs> I tweeted twice about her last year when she won the 32nd Annual State Farm three-point classic. Eight players. She shot lights out. But here's where I think, and I've thought a lot about that, right? Tori Martell. All right. And we're, we're talking about a new year. But Montana State, that year before, the year that got abruptly cut short with COVID, right? right? They had a realm of players that were playing incredible. And Tori Martell was just one of them. That's right. So I feel like she kind of was in that mix of just excellent players at Montana State. And then she didn't get as much mentions. Sure. Okay. And then we have Darian White that plays great, fantastic every minute she's on the floor. But you can really see Tori Martell now this year. When you take a look at this Bobcat squad, they need to find their Tori Martell. Especially when you run you know, the dribble drive offense that Trisha Benford puts a high priority on and you have such an outstanding point guard who's such a good penetrator like they do in Darian White. But Darian needs somebody to kick to. And right now, MSU shooting 26% from three as a team. I think it's as cut and dry as they just need to find some shooting. We'll ask Coach Benford about that here uh, in a little less than 10 minutes, about eight minutes away. Trisha Benford joining us here on Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. So finally, let's talk about Montana. We're going to get more into Montana uh, about 445 because the Lady Grizz do play tonight at Dahlberg Arena. They host Eastern Washington. And so we'll talk a little bit more about Montana, but just your broad thoughts on year one of Bryson, Brian Holzinger. I mean, they, they started 9-2. and two. They looked really good. They come back from break. Sophia Styles out. They also had a couple other um, moving parts that weren't necessarily completely aligned. But Coach Holzinger was on this show on Tuesday, and, I mean, he basically said, point blank, he said, I had a great Christmas. I don't think my team came back from the break. He said, we need to figure out what we were doing well back in December and sort of get back on track. So uh, what have you thought of just – not only the great start by Montana, but sort of this lull that they've had coming out of break. Well, let's start at the beginning because I do feel like Montana played Gonzaga very tough. Yep. Just seven at home. I called that game in front of 3,000 fans in Dahlberg Arena. You looked around and you felt like there was some Lady Grizz vibe going on in Dahlberg Arena that reminded you of the past. You take a look at Gonzaga. They blew out Idaho State. They blew out Montana State. And then Montana comes within seven. So that puts people going, okay, they put them on edge. Like, hey, let's take a look at this Montana team. Then they go to North Dakota. And they beat North Dakota and North Dakota State on the road. Two teams that are tough. Really tough places to play, too. I mean, North Dakota, University of North Dakota has uh, a home court advantage. I mean, very few places are on par with Dahlberg Arena. But but it's a really good home court advantage in Grand Forks as well. Right. And then they go down to the Grand, Grand Canyon. They go down to the Grand Canyon Classic. And they have two wins down there. And then they open conference play, right? And they have those two great games, December 2nd and December 4th, against Sac State and Northern Colorado. We have Player of the Weeks going on. Carmen G. Feller, Sophia Stiles, Carmen again. So we had some Big Sky Player of the Week where the Big Sky's recognizing their play. I think that trend-wise, I think Montana 
looks phenomenal. When I take a look at their weapons and how they're utilizing, I don't love the stumble this last week that they went on, and I agree with Coach Holsinger. I'm not sure what happened there. I do know that not having Sophia did have something to do with that. She is the catalyst for this team. She's disrupting on both ends of the floor. She's creating. Abby, Carmen are playing great. You take a look at Sammy Fatkin coming back from Montana. We do have to talk about Sammy, a player that originally committed to Arizona, comes to the Lady Grizz, plays for 21 games, you know, decides to leave the team, comes back, and is playing over 30 minutes a game. She gives them another look at that guard position. Well, she's such a good playmaker, too. Plays on the ball and plays off the ball, and that gives them a lot of versatility in the rotation. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, Crystal Redpath, our Big Sky Insider, joining us here on Nuanas Now. This week's Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops is presented by Payne West Insurance. Back in April of this year, I guess last year now, I keep forgetting that it's 2022 now. We're on uh, six days into 2022 already. But in April of 2021, Payne West joined Marsh McLennan Agency. But Payne West remains and still has the same great people. And they now have even greater resources to draw from being part of a national company. You want to learn more about what Payne West can do for you, visit PayneWest.com or call one of the variety of offices around the state of Montana. The longest-tenured coach in the Big Sky Conference, Trisha Binford, Montana State women's basketball coach, will join us next. Keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio. For four years running, Coulter Nuanez and the team at ESPN Missoula have captured the E.B. Craney Award for radio sports coverage of the year. Each Wednesday on Nuanas Now, the featured long-form interview of the week takes center stage. Tune in to Nuanas Now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula or SWX Montana Television to hear the Montana Radio Sportscaster of the Year conduct an in-depth interview with prominent sports figures from around Montana. The ESPN Roundtable during the 5 o'clock hour each Wednesday on Nuanas Now is proudly presented by Paradise Falls. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Basketball takes center stage for Montana and Montana State Thursday with the biggest football game, including a Treasure State team in more than a decade, looming this weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. MSU's football team takes on North Dakota State in the FCS National Championship game Saturday and Sunday. The Montana State men host rival Montana in hoops in Bozeman. But before that, the Grizz and Bobcats men's basketball teams have road games against other Big Sky Conference rivals. Travis DeCure's Grizz men's team will look to snap a four-game losing streak to Eastern Washington in Cheney Thursday. Montana owned the rivalry for a few years, but has struggled against the defending Big Sky Conference champions the last two seasons. Tip from Reese Court, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard. The Lady Grizz host Eastern Washington tonight at Dahlberg Arena in a game that also tips at 7 p.m. It's the lone contest of the week for Montana after the Cat Grizz game for the women was called off because of COVID-19 issues within the MSU program. Those issues also means the Bobcat women's game against Idaho was also postponed. The Montana State men travel to Moscow to, to take on the Idaho Vandals team that has not played since December 18th because of a variety of cancellations. And in the football world, the FCS National Awards will be passed out Friday night. Montana junior linebacker Patrick O'Connell and Montana State senior linebacker Troy Anderson are among the finalists for the Buck Buchanan Award given to the best defensive player in the country. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound.
I'm not embarrassed to say I like any kind of music, but I will let you know that Krista picked the music today. She's the guest, so we let her pick. You know, we will do a leap for you. I have a 12-year-old and a 14-year-old. Hey, hey, it's that is all what good. Is on, hey, that's uh, what's playing in our house. Hey, it's like I said, I'm never embarrassed to admit it. This is good tune. I just, I wouldn't pick it as my own branding, but. Very, I did not pick it as my brand. Very ca- I gave very a catchy. selection. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Chris Redpath in studio with us here on Nuanas Now. Welcome back. It's ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. The first edition of 2022 of Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. It's presented today by Payne West Insurance. Appreciate Payne West for their support of local athletics across the state of Montana. And, of course, the support of women's basketball in the Big Sky Conference throughout the Treasure State. Time now to go to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in. Now the longest tenured coach in the Big Sky Conference. It's Montana State head women's basketball coach Trisha Benford. And uh, a unique circumstance that has Coach Ben joining us here on a Thursday live because usually Thursdays during Big Sky Conference play, that's game day. Montana State, unfortunately, doesn't have a game tonight, but allows us to have a little, per- little bit of perspective from uh, a lady that's seen as much of the league as anybody Coach Ben, thanks so much for being with us. Uh, sorry that you don't have a game tonight, but we really love having you on. Thanks so much for being here. I uh, appreciate it, you too, but uh, always a pleasure to join you two on the call. Well, first and foremost, uh, let's just get it out of the way. Uh, we don't need any details of the whys, but uh, when you do have a cancellation like this and you don't get a chance to host Idaho tonight and you don't get a chance to play the rivalry game on Sunday, I know there's some stuff in the works in the Big Sky release that maybe postponed games could be rescheduled. But just in terms of uh, the, the rhythm of a season coming off of last weekend uh, where you had a, a tough road trip, what's it do to you just in terms of the, uh, just the flow of the way you prepare and just what, what, do you, what can you get done in a week like this when, when some of your games are called off? Yeah, I think, um, you know, in some ways it feels a little similar to last year. Um, but uh, the promising part is just kind of your protocols back to, to play. So hoping to get those things going, obviously. So we have a little bit of rhythm as we hit um, our, our game next Saturday. So that's uh, when we feel like we're going to be uh, ready to go. But at the same time, you control what you control. And uh, it's just a, a good example to present to your team, and I feel like they're handling it as best they can. Well, let's talk about this last weekend because uh, you guys went on the road, played Idaho State and Weber State, and, and uh, came home with two losses. But I know that some of those were impacted by some of the scenario we're talking about. But what did you think of your team coming out of break, and what's the big points of emphasis moving forward now uh, when you do get a chance to, to get back together and return to the court? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for us is consistency. You know, we've we've had some uh, really promising moments, and then we've had some moments where we're just not executing our identity. Um, so simplifying the game of what that looks like on both ends of the floor, and really uh, we're getting to the time of the year where it's, it's time for kids to step up and produce. So I think that's a great opportunity for us to revisit those things this week as we're kind of working um, into the protocols, and, and, get, and we'll be getting some work on player development in that regard too. Hey, Coach Ben. It's great to hear your voice. I can't see you, but it's nice to hear your voice. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're on the show today. I wanted to ask you, being the most veteran coach in the league now at 17 years, that's very impressive. Um, taking a look around the big sky, we have five first-year coaches. Isn't that crazy? It's like a record. It's got to be a record. It, uh, it's the first time that I've seen anything like that, but I'll tell you what, the conference is doing a great job. There's... Uh, all kinds of opponents uh, doing a great job right now. And um, 
So it's very new. In a lot of ways, it feels like a preseason schedule as far as your preparation and, and a lot of new players, too. So there's some familiarity, but there's a lot of new. And uh, so, yeah, it's uh, making the, the conference really interesting this year. And taking a look at um, Coach Greg and Coach Mateo and Coach Gleason, female coaches in their first year, um, you were in their shoes you know, 17 years ago. And I just, I want to know a little bit about the camaraderie with the Big Sky Conference coaches in how you visit with each other, encourage each other. Is there, I mean, obviously I know you compete with them, but is there some level of mentorship where you pat them on the back and say, hey, keep moving forward, you're going to be there? Well, obviously uh, we all have each other's cell phones. And so I think there there's, there's quite a bit in the, you know, before the season start when you're talking about scheduling and you're talking about some of the decisions the conference is making. And um, as we kind of hit this stretch, um, there's been quite a few conversations with some coaches like how you guys holding up, how you working through this. Um, uh, John and I were talking yesterday as far as uh, the rescheduling of games go. But, um, you know, I just think there's uh, obviously a great deal of respect um, for each other in this league and what everybody's bringing to the table. And, um, that's one of the things I've always appreciated about our conference. Um, you know, Seat and I uh, talked quite heavily um, before we kind of hit this uh, as, as severe as we did um, on Saturday. It's just been such a unique circumstance, and I just think coaches have been super flexible of just whatever we have to do for our kids to get to compete this year and have games and keep everybody as healthy and safe as possible. I just I think the league's done a great job. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops. With Krista Redpath, we're also joined now live by Trisha Binford, the head coach for the Montana State women's basketball team. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops will be the first hour of Nuanas now here on ESPN Radio from now through the Big Sky Tournament, the second week of March. So very much looking at, uh, excited to put a spotlight on uh, a league that I've covered for a really long time. And, Coach, it's been interesting to watch sort of the, the streaks that your team's got on. You had a five-game losing streak and then a six-game winning streak and, and now in the midst of a three-game losing streak. So when you compare and contrast, what are just sort of the general things that are going well for your squad when you guys are playing well? Well, obviously, I think everything for us starts on the defensive end. I think we just uh, have been really, really solid on that end of the floor. Um, and then we've had uh, a really proper balance on the offensive end going with both our inside game and our outside game. But I think a great deal of uh, our roller coaster has to be, you know, our performance on the road. Um, we're, we're still... Um, learning how to be tougher in that situation because it's it's you have to find ways and you got to be super gritty and resilient um, away from your home court and a lot of our success has been in Bozeman in the month of December most of the month of November we spent most of that time on the road um, and a great deal of it has to do with our scheduling too you know I, I um, we're going to constantly challenge this team to, to get better with great, great opponents, and we're not going to run away from those things. You know, we had BYU right before uh, Christmas break, the holiday break, and, you know, we certainly want uh, opponents like that on our schedule. And credit to Weber State and Idaho State last week on the road. I think he's, Idaho State's starting to get a lot of players back, you know, um, that they didn't have early in the preseason, always really tough on their home floor. And Weber State is playing as consistent as any team in the conference right now you know when it comes down to to performance and getting the job done when you look at them uh statistically in the conference they have a lot of different kids um uh impacting uh consistently in a lot of categories and you know that's where uh those two have found great success on that home court 
Coach Ben, you talk about promising moments um, f for the season. I, I agree looking at your team and that strong, focused, defensive mindset from the beginning. And what I've seen with your teams is when that happens, then you create the steal. Then you create the turnover. And then your team is more in the attack mindset on the offensive end. I mean, you take a look at the sweep against Northern Colorado and Sac State. I was so impressed with the balance play. And you look at that, Darian White, I mean, anything she does on the court, she impacts. I mean, averaging 16 points a game, over five rebounds, almost three steals and four and a half, excuse me, almost three steals, four and a half assists. There's not one stat line that she doesn't affect. But in those games, you had Lamardo that had 15, Beattie had 11. Um, you take a look at some of those players that have stepped in. Cola had 13 points in the Sac State game. Those were great moments for Montana State with that balance. Uh, absolutely. And you hit on two sophomores that I think are really special, talented players in our program. And, you know, we're going to continue to invest in, in both Caitlin and uh, Leah. I think they're a big piece of who we are and what we do. Um, you know, for them to, to get that step. But we've also, um, we'll be bringing back here shortly Maddie Jackson into the lineup who uh, those two have been having to play some long minute stretches that, you know, when we can keep kids a little bit fresher on the court with a rotation, a little bit deeper bench, I think that's also um, going to hopefully contribute to, you know, that um, intensity level maintaining throughout the course of the game. I feel like our third quarters have kind of come to get us uh, being a little bit uh, uh, more lethargic in that third quarter but Cola is somebody that I feel has really um, stepped into her own kind of as the preseason's gone and and somebody that we have to have on the floor she's um, been very dominant inside but she's also somebody that's been stretching the floor for us so really proud of what she's bringing to the table but we certainly would love to see uh, two more post players in that mix and that consistency grow um, uh, throughout the course of our lineup I, I think that's really when, when you start uh, getting those things rolling. And I think our team knows we, we certainly have not um, hit our stride yet. And if we can hit at the right time, uh, it could be exciting. And I think really uh, in the course of this conference, I think that's how every coach feels right now, that they want to be hitting their stride as we hit the end of February. Trisha Benford joining us here on Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. Chris Redpath co-hosting with me, Coulter Duanez. Coach Benford, the head coach for the Montana State women's basketball team. And Coach, we'll get you out of here on uh, on this. The uh, dynamic of your roster last year where you had uh, the one senior in Tori Mart Martell and then as many freshmen as anybody in the country uh, was a fascinating one to watch. But now most of that group is largely back intact. So what sort of growth have you seen, but also what sort of growth do you still need to see? And uh, how do you sort of find the flow that you, you want to have amongst this squad uh, moving forward as you enter now the heart of the Big Sky Conference schedule? Yeah, I think uh, culture, the biggest thing, once again, for us is um, just making sure that the defense is solid um, to begin with. And, you know, Tori was somebody for us that did everything right. She was just such a focused player that was such a great example. And, and so we're trying to get to that level where, you know, those seniors and juniors just, um, they just have a, a rhythm about the execution level and just trying to get those kids to um, take that step on getting mistakes off film. Um, so with that regard, I, I just think this, this class could even take a bigger jump on the defensive end. I feel like the last 
week we did some things getting um, back in the steel category with which was missing a little bit early in the in the season and that's where we got some things in transition so the next piece is for us to start getting some of those conversions and getting our our deeper bench back I think um, will help us play we like I said we've been playing some kids probably over the minute load that we traditionally run and and when we start um uh, getting going on the offensive end off of that defense. It's, it's those fresh legs and those uh, kids that are getting out and running. So I, I think that's the next step for us on the offensive end to kind of catapult off that D. Trisha Bidford, Montana State head women's basketball coach, joining us on Around the Big Sky in Women's Hoops here on ESPN Radio. It's Nuanas Now. Coach Ben, thanks so much for being with us today, and we'll catch up with you throughout the season, but thanks for taking a minute for us. Uh, that sounds great, you too. I appreciate the call, and uh, great to hear you. There you go, Trisha Binford. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath is presented by Payne West Insurance. Payne West Insurance, they love to focus on the three C's, clients, colleagues, and communities. Their chairman, Terry Payne, founded Payne West Insurance on the principle that if you take care of those three things, everything else will take care of itself. For more information on how Payne West can help you with all your insurance needs, visit PayneWest.com. Crazy to say, but there is one game in the Big Sky Conference tonight because of a variety of postponements, and it happens to be right here in Missoula. Eastern Washington takes on the Montana Lady Grizz at Dahlberg Arena. What do we expect from the game tonight and how the Lady Grizz get off the schneid after dropping two straight on the road last weekend? More on that. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you hungry? I'm always hungry. So then it should be no surprise that each and every day on my daily radio show, Nuanas Now, we're giving away great things for you to eat. Whether it's sandwiches from Tagliari Deli, wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, Seattle-style teriyaki from Dobie's, or the Iron Grizz Boil from the Iron Grizz American Bistro, tune into Nuanas now from 4 to 6 p.m. every single day on 1029 ESPN Missoula for your chance to fill your belly. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Fading out again. I feel the chemicals burn in my bloodstream. So tell me when it kicks in. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. ESPN Radio. It's Nuanas now. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Continuing around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, our first of 2022. Krista Redpath, our Big Sky Conference insider, back for season number two with us here on ESPN Radio. Very happy to have her in the fold and very happy to be listening to a little Ed Sheeran. This song reminds me of my sister-in-law. Very good tune, very good album. Like I said, I like all the music. Hope you're having a great afternoon. Stay safe out there. Drive slow. It's uh, pretty slick. It ain't great, but, uh, you know, like my good friend Mike Kramer always says, there's no such thing as bad roads, just bad drivers. So keep it slow. Keep it to the ditches. Hopefully you're enjoying yourself here uh, on as your Thursday turns into a Thursday evening. Coming up, our good friend Carolyn will make her debut for 2022. The chick who doesn't know sports, talking all things uh, Aaron Rodgers, as well as Antonio Brown. And uh, we're also going to hear from Travis DeCure, the head coach of the University of Montana men's basketball team in hour number two as well as Brett Vegan, the head coach uh, for Montana State, as his team prepares to take on North Dakota State in the FCS National Championship game about uh, for less than 48 hours from now. But 
one last thing to talk about here on Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, which is, by the way, presented by Payne West Insurance. Any and all of your insurance needs, Payne West can take care of you. You can call any of their local offices around the states or the one here in Missoula, or you can find all the information you possibly need online at PayneWest.com. Appreciate them for being the presenting sponsor this week of Around the Big Sky in women's hoops. Tonight's game in Missoula featuring the Lady Grizz against Eastern Washington is the only Big Sky Conference game going in the conference. The other two that were supposed to happen, Montana State hosting Idaho, uh, as well as uh, the the Portland State game against Southern Utah. Both of those have been postponed, so we'll see if they get rescheduled. The Big Sky has said that you can reschedule postponed games now. They made that change earlier this week, so we'll keep you up to date as any games are rescheduled. Uh, but, Krista, first let's talk a little bit more about the Lady Grizz. We sort of touched on it, but uh, this last weekend uh, they fall in Pocatello to Idaho State, and then they fall at Weber State. And uh, Idaho State's the defending league champion, and Pocatello's, I mean, Reed Jim, tough place to play. Uh, but I was I was pretty struck by the the Weber State loss. I know Weber State's much improved in this league, uh, but also it's just not very commonplace to see uh, Montana stumble when they when they go to Ogden. Um, so it's sort of a dichotomy of seasons so far for the Lady Grizz. They started nine and two, and now uh, here they are trying to get off this night after getting swept last weekend. So um, seems like tonight is a pretty important game. Well, I think it definitely is because you take a look at Montana. They went into the break playing the best basketball, I think, possible, putting up 103 points against Utah State in an totally electrifying un- game. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It was so fun to watch. I, I mean, and for all of the unbelievable success the Lady Grizzlies have had, lighting up the scoreboard like that has never really been a part of the history. I, I had never seen the Lady Grizz score 100 points. I think it had been years and years since they had. I don't think we ever did in my career. That's what I'm saying. I mean, all of the great teams, I, you know, I think that Montana's only surpassed 100 points four times in the history of the program. So it was. It was an outstanding effort. Definitely. I think taking a look at Eastern Washington tonight, first game for them in 16 days. So they're coming off not playing. I think if you're Coach Holsinger, you're looking more at your own squad versus what you're going to try to prevent Eastern Washington from doing. You're trying to find your identity. You're trying to check your identity after losing those two games on the road. Going on the road's tough after the holidays. Uh, you know, two right out of the shoot. Make no excuses, though. They're not happy over there, and they want to try to figure out a way to get back on the winning track. They have multiple offensive weapons this year. They just have to have those players find their confidence and find their rhythm, and they can do a lot of damage. When it comes to just evaluating Bradley, what they're, what they're doing, just uh, in terms of, you know, style and, and identity and stuff like that. Uh, it, it was so hard to sort of pinpoint the identity of what the Lady Grizz wanted to be the last couple of years because uh, it seemed like there was some extension of the Robin Selvig era, but they couldn't quite grasp it. And it seemed like there was just a disjointed lack of continuity in a lot of the things that they wanted the program to be about, but also the stuff that they were running. Now with Coach Holsinger in the mix, do you notice differences in just this kind of style that they're playing and the stuff that they're doing? Well, he's a, he's a very much a defensive-minded coach, which Absolutely. I align with, and um, I, I definitely can see that he is on his players, and if they aren't going to play defense, they're not going to be out on the floor. And I've noticed that right away. Um, offensively, I think he likes to get up and go. He likes to run. He has Sophia that can run, but he also doesn't want to take bad shots. So he's looking for opportunity to push, but also to run good sets. 
So I see just multiple weapons uh, that are you know just just slightly different this year. You look at a Haley Heward that's come on. She's now stepped into the starting lineup. You have Danny Barsh that's coming off the bench, who I think is thrilling out of Helena, and I see so much potential in her. And she's also hilarious. She joined us on this show last summer, and she was just making fun of all of her coach. I mean, she is like she's a comedian. It was she, great to have her on the show. She is one of her early interviews. She mentioned that she was coming to Montana for accounting. And then she was going to maybe, you know, play basketball. But it was it was almost like she was going to play basketball on the side. <laughs> sure. But now that I know her, I can see that. I can see right. her personality coming through. And she's obviously a very, uh, t- you know, studious um, student, I should say. But she is going to be thrilling. And I look at her um, really affecting this, this Lady Grizz team with that youth coming in and just doing some great things off the bench. But overall style, Coulter, I'm still I'm still watching them in that sense to try to see where they stamp their identity and what I see out of Coach Holsinger. He's tough. He doesn't he give them much of an inch, and he's on them. And I also think there's been a, some stability with yep. the program over there so they can settle in to roles. And you notice that he's playing the same consistent players. He doesn't go real deep off the bench. Um, he's playing the same seven or eight every game, and he's playing them lots of minutes. The other thing that has struck me uh, in the – I've, I've been able to see them live four times now, and uh, one of them was against Sacramento State when he was taking on another one of these first-year head coaches in Mark Campbell, who was also in the mix here uh, for the Montana job. But those guys have a lot of history because Coach Holzinger was at Oregon State and Mark Campbell was at Oregon uh, as assistants, and so they have ca- kind of uh, traded blows. But – one thing that I thought was a, an underrated part of, of Brian Holzinger's resume when he first got the job at Montana was the fact that he had been a head coach before. He'd been a head coach for a couple years at Montana Tech. And everybody that's going to be in the mix for a Division One head coaching job, particularly one as prominent and prestigious as one like Montana, they know a ton about basketball. And they also probably have a plan on what they want to be the identity of the team and, and what they want to run and all that stuff. But the little things, like... Just coaching in the scope of a game, knowing when to use your timeouts, knowing when to make substitutions, managing your rotations. I think that's way harder to learn for first-time head coaches than people give it credit for. And I think that a lot of times you do have a lot of struggle in doing it. That's the biggest compliment early on I could give to Coach Holsinger is that when it comes to those things, the logistical parts of basketball – he is in no way looks like a first-year head coach. He has very good command of what he's doing. He's very good in terms of getting in and out of timeouts. I think he manages the clock well. I think he manages his bench well. And so I, I do think that it is a, a, a sort of a hidden gem that the fact that he does have some head coaching experience because I, I just think that those little things, they've been pretty fluid so far early on. They have. And then, you know, coming off being the associate head coach at Oregon State, you know, from 2016 to 2021 and what he picked up um, being in a high-level PAC program. Um, Brian is a student of the game as well. He's very interested in, in learning, and he still studies the game. And that's something that I was really drawn to him from the very beginning, and he's so charismatic. Yes. Can't you agree with that, Coulter? Oh, I, mean, I, lo- I mean, we love talking to him. The, just just yeah. visit with him and, yep. um, you know, just talk about just about anything with him, and he's very personable. Is is definitely and you know so much of of Montana is uh, understanding that uh, everybody around is your neighbor. I mean, it's like Troy Anderson said, and when I interviewed him earlier this week, he's like, it's the you know third biggest state in the union, and it's like the biggest small town in America because everybody in Montana just knows each other, and you're always gonna have to talk to people, and I think that's why he fits in um, around here. Eastern Washington against Montana Dahlberg Arena tonight. 
The Lady Grizz looking to snap a uh, two-game losing streak after uh, faltering on the road last week. Eastern Washington comes into the game with a 2-8 and eight record. They've only played one conference game so far, uh, and that was early on. A long time ago, they played at Southern Utah on December 2nd, lost that game 60-46, to 46, and uh, they haven't played at all since the 21st of uh, last month when they played Gonzaga, and they lost that game 76-48, so that's a common opponent as well. Uh, but uh, a new look at Eastern Washington, a new coach uh, with Wendy Schuler um, not being renewed following last year. And uh, I believe eight or even nine players from their roster last year transferring out. So last question for you then, Krista, what do we expect tonight out of Eastern Washington? What's sort of the scout on the Lady Grizz opponent tonight in Missoula? Well, I think Aaliyah Alexander is a big X factor for them. She still has a you know, knee injury last year. Is she going to come back this next year? She would be a leader for them to come back on the court. We know her successes from last year. Lots of new faces for Eastern Washington. So it's hard to find, you know, what's go- who's going to step up at various times. You know, and you take a look at Jody Gleason, five years as the associate head coach at Seattle U, 12 years as a head coach at Humboldt State. So she brings a lot of knowledge totally. of the region. And she knows these players because she's recruited some of them that are on her team now. Um, that were even committed to Eastern. Um, so nine freshmen, I think you're going to see some ups and downs. You're going to see some major offensive lulls and some defensive stumbles. But all in all, I think Eastern Washington, new start, new building era. And it's not a ideal situation. In fact, it's it's terrible for the, the players involved. The, the rivalry game on Sunday was was postponed and hopefully they can reschedule that because I would love to see Montana, Montana State and women's basketball twice this year, not just once. But um, I do think because the Lady Grizz stumbled out of the gate uh, to start 2022 and they lost two games on the road, now you can focus on just one game, and it's not this game that's on your home court with this rivalry game on the road looming. So Coach Holsinger was so candid about uh, what he wanted to see tonight, but I do think that uh, this is a big game for the Lady Grizz because they can't be flat again. They have to be able to go out and take care of business in this one tonight and then sort of get things restarted uh, going into next week. Right. Better execution offensively. You've got to make shots. So that's a huge thing for the Lady Grizz. We know they're going to come out with that defensive intensity, but you've got to find weapons that are consistent. And we've talked about this, Coulter. There are some different habits um, with multiple coaching staffs that Montana is going to have to overcome. You almost have to unlearn some of that and learn Coach Halsinger's way. So I think you're going to see some ups and downs with this Lady Grizz team. But overall, when I take a look at their personnel and I look at the leadership that Sophia Stiles and Carmen G. Feller are providing for this team, um, I, I get very excited because those are two premier players in the league that are now emerging as top-tier players. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, the Crystal Red Path here on Nuanas Now. We'll do this the first hour of East Thursday's show for the next 10 weeks. And I uh, really appreciate Christopher swinging by. Thanks so much for being here, Krista. This is wonderful. Thanks, Coulter. We do have to talk about the giveaway, though. Of the course. Big Sky Conference. Of course. Thank you so much for reminding me. Skyline we, Sports. We have Skyline Sports, ESPN Missoula, and the Big Sky Cowards have paired together. And we're going to give you a pair of tickets to Boise for the Big Sky Conference tournament the second week of March. And so you're going to have 10 full weeks to enter in this thing, and it's very easy how you enter. You can either text us here at the station line, 406-888-1029. All you got to do is tell us Boise or the Big Sky in Boise. Tell us you want to go to the tournament Boise. Any sort of engagement works, but Big Sky in Boise is the best way to do it. And uh, we'll have a pair of tickets for you that we're going to give away that first week of March leading up to the Big Sky tournament and the second week of March as well. You can also hit us up on Twitter 
at 1029 ESPN on Twitter or at Skyline Sports MT or at Coulter underscore Nuanez. That's N-U-A-N-E-Z. Or you can even get a hold of Krista as well. What's your Twitter handle, Krista? Krista Redpath. So just at Krista Redpath. But yeah, definitely. I mean, when you take a look at this, Coulter, we are now going to be in our seventh year of a neutral site location. First three years in Reno, three years in Boise. Now we're in our fourth year in Boise. And that's exciting for the big sky. All 11 teams are going to go. So we take a look at some of this, I don't know, disruption with COVID and health protocols. All teams are going to the tournament. So when you take a look at that, you get some relief knowing that all these teams are going to get a chance to compete for a championship. Gotta love it. We'll be back at it next week for Around the Big Sky in Women's Hoops. And Krista, thank you so much for swinging by this week in Big Sky Hoops presented to you by Payne West Insurance. Payne West joined up with Marsh McLennan Agency back in April of 2021, but they still remain your go-to spot for any of your insurance needs. They still have all the same great people, and they now have even greater resources to draw from from being part of a national company. So go visit PayneWest.com for all of your insurance needs. We'll see you next week, Krista. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Coulter. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you. Our good friend Carol and the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports swinging by to talk What happened to Antonio Brown's shirt? Why is Aaron Rodgers yelling at reporters? And neither one of those guys, Carolyn's Tool of the Week. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.